Welcome everyone to It's Dangerous to Code Alone, a lady dev podcast, the show which keeps you better equipped for the tech and games industry. We are your ex-game developers turned server-side software engineers. I'm Chibi. I'm Trixies. It's another beautiful day in quarantine paradise. So what's keeping you busy? I have been cooking a lot. I love cooking. I love experimenting with food and different ways of processing meat. And yeah, I've been able to cook dishes that require a lot of time more. But on the downside, they require a lot more time yeah. and a lot more planning. Yeah. So I have to chop up my work day and say at three o'clock, I'm going to start on this part of the dish. And then on six o'clock, I have to start on this part of the dish. But I think that's the only thing keeping me sane right now, other than video games. Uh-huh. What, uh huh. What what have you been cooking recently? Do you have a main dish that you've been your go-to? I just experiment with all cuts of protein, so uh-huh. all kinds of meat, and I really the main type of cooking that I've been doing this week is sous vide because it's easy. And like I said, I've been really busy. So if I just put everything in little Ziploc bags, I don't have to worry about cooking a giant piece of meat evenly. I can just sous vide it and finish it with different sauces or finishing in different styles. And that's what I've been doing. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. You mentioned that you're playing video games. What games have you been playing? I've been playing Planet Coaster. <laughs> What's that? I used- is that like Roller Coaster Tycoon? Yeah, the same makers of Roller Coaster Tycoon. I love Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> yeah, you should really check out Planet Coaster. I so will. <laughs> made it in 3D. Um, and my significant other and I have been playing that together, and it's really fun. Oh, we do fun. get into like arguments on how much to charge a ride and whether or not we should take out a loan. It's really funny, but it's really fun. So is there like co-op in the game then? We literally go old school and just sit beside each other and play it oh, on one PC. I love that. Yeah. Yay. Oh my gosh, that is fantastic. Okay, I have to check that out. Definitely. Yeah. I loved Roller Coaster Tycoon. It's such a fantastic time sink. It makes me so happy. Did you know that he wrote it entirely in assembly language? No. Yeah, the guy wrote it in assembly language. That one, I think it was like one person. What? Or or maybe one person's like the creator and the dreamer and the main programmer, but it's entirely written in assembly. That fucking blows my mind. We got a badass over here. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly, wow. So when you play the game and you realize there's like physics involved, just think about that. Oh, the game was developed in a small v- village near Dunblane. I don't know how to pronounce that word. I think it's Dumbling. Over the course of two years, Sawyer wrote 99% of the code for Roller Coaster Tycoon in x86 assembly language oh with the remaining 1% in C. What? Isn't that insane? Yes. I to debug assembly language and I just want to tear my hair out. So. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. I know. I know. It makes the playing the game even more like mind-boggling because I just was that the original or the new version that was written the original roller coaster the original okay 
the isometric one. Yeah, yeah. There's like rotation and everything. There's like physics. Yeah. See the thing fly off the roller coaster if you don't put brakes on it. I wonder what that code base looks like. Probably a work of imaginius. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd have to. Holy. Yeah. I'm like fangirling right now. (laughs) Yeah. Let that sink in. Let that yeah. sink in. Oh, I did not have that level of appreciation for that. <laughs> I mean, that's how it ran so smoothly, I guess. Yeah. Nice and fast. How about you? What have you been playing, Trixie? I've been playing Animal Crossing a bit. Uh-huh. And they just came out with a new expansion patch, which makes it so that you can dive in the water. So that's kind of nice. And my niece, who lives in Kentucky, she comes to my island and we go swimming together. It's really nice. Yeah, it's kind of cute. But she always is calling me up saying like, Trixies, can we play Animal Crossing together? And there's just not much multiplayer options. Right. And there's only visiting. Yeah, Yeah, it's just visiting. It's not much to do. So it's not that fun. But I've been wanting to get into to some like competitive gaming but I haven't Same. I haven't been feeling too hot on character based shooters or like Overwatch and I haven't really been feeling MOBAs and those are like the only options for com- right. competition right now I really want there to be more options I want more like, strategy games but I don't want to play Starcraft I want a good Command and Conquer game. I know they just released a remaster version, but I don't want a remaster version. I want a Red Alert. Good one. Yeah, I've never gotten to RTS, so I don't know how the competitive scene is like. I play a lot of competitive shooters, as you know. Uh huh. I had to take a break from all of it, but I think the next game I might want to get into maybe is the Call of Duty one. Oh, I don't yeah? know. I've never played Call of Duty, so. As weird as it sounds, I just never got into the whole thing. Yeah, they're, well, I'm not really into realistic shooters. Like, I liked Overwatch because it's no fun, yeah. fun, colorful. You can see things easily. Specifically with Battlefield, I can never see the other players because everything is so glossy and it's difficult to right. differentiate between like a character and anything else. I, I don't know, maybe that's just my eyes playing tricks on me, but... No, I think I think you're exactly right. I do play some realistic shooter, but I still prefer a more stylized game, so that's why I prefer Apex over PUBG, for example. Oh, mm-hmm. um, so you've yeah. been playing Apex? I used to play quite a bit, uh-huh. but I stopped playing because I was in an Overwatch tournament for a quite some time, and it was taking up all my time. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. But I, are, do you play Overwatch now? Or are you just totally out of that scene now? I had to uninstall. I was getting into a re- really bad mental state. And I knew it was not healthy for me anymore to keep playing it. Oh. I was pretty good at Overwatch for a while. And I was trying to hit Masters. And it was always getting so close. And I think part of my mental health just broke down chasing after a number and it just tumbled from there and I talked to my therapist and she's like I think this game is affecting you really poorly 
Uh And you probably need a break. And after I took my break, I felt so free. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. We need a new one. What what have you, what's been on like your books? What do you, what are you thinking about? So right now I'm listening slash reading uh, Invisible Women. I highly recommend that book. I have so much to talk about. I try to alternate between a fiction and nonfiction mm-hmm. for myself. The last fiction that I was reading through was the Dune series mm-hmm. that I also really like. Oh, nice. The other book that I just finished was Psychopath or The Psychopath Test by Ron Swanson. No, that's no, really <laughs> that's that's Parker. Oh, like, that's a fake character. Ron Ron Johnson is his name. Oh, I can see why you called him Ron Swanson. I know. I just like the character Ron Swanson so much. Ron Johnson. It was interesting because I'm sure we'll talk about it in a later episode about mental health I, I just alluded that I talked to a therapist and this book was about touches on the mental health industry and I have thoughts about that too mm, yeah I'd love to talk more about that I also see a therapist because we have to right I don't... <laughs> it's only healthy but we can get into that another time yeah we've seen some shit we have I've been reading, um, I'm actually in between four books right now. What? How do you do that? So my husband wakes up really late. He's a late sleeper, but I'm a really early, like, I wake up like that. I don't know. I guess it's my anxiety waking me up at like 730 on Saturdays. But uh, like we said, we've seen some shit. (laughs) But what I'll do is I'll make myself some breakfast and then I'll turn on some Animal Crossing and I'll just put in my headphones and listen to my audiobooks while I'm playing Animal Crossing. So then I'll like be doing a mindless activity while listening to a book. So that's how I get in the middle of. um, And also I'm in a few book clubs as well. So the two book club books that I'm reading is I'm reading Master and the Margarita, which is Russian Alice in Wonderland book. It's kind it's very odd. It touches a lot on the Soviet Union in the 1920s, but it's wow. written like in a state of seemingly insanity. The tone is kind of like Alice in Wonderland. It's very odd and was it was difficult to start reading, but I'm starting to power through it. I'm getting good at it. Mm-hmm. And the second book I'm reading for, we're reading this at work, is An Indigenous People's History of the United States. And that's good. And then I'm reading Technically Wrong, which is it's very similar to Invisible Women. Mm-hmm. And I'm also reading, I like stopped reading Invisible Women because I was doing a book club for that. And then... The pandemic happened, so we stopped reading it because it was March, and everyone remembers March. <laughs> so, right. so we're what like, maybe March? we shouldn't do time? this right now. But now, now we're starting to get back into our things, so I want to pick it back up, and then you and I can talk about it. Yes, I have a lot of thoughts that I want to share about Invisible Women and how a lot of the concepts that she touched on applies to the games industry and the tech industry yeah yeah yes i would love to talk about that
How was your week, Chibi? It was pretty good. I have a problem, Trixie. Yeah? What's that? I have a really bad habit or something, some mental block in my mind where the first 10% of a project takes me forever to start. And I would realize how little time I have left for a certain feature. And I would just power through the remaining 90% in like half the time. So that happened to me this week. (laughs) You know, I actually think that that is a miracle because I always get the 90% done. And then the last 10% is what takes me 50% of my time. (laughs) That's insane. I'm like opposite from you. Oh my gosh. How lucky are you? But were you able to finish your feature? Uh, I don't know yet. I'm almost done, I think. Okay. To TBD. When was the end of your sprint? Oh, we go by monthly sprints. So, you know, in a week or so. Okay. So you still have some time. Yeah. What's it like to have a monthly sprint? It has been weird. I'm used to a more, a longer sprint so we can actually allocate time better and have bigger features with the monthly sprint. Since my team is still getting used to sprints, I feel like we're pushing out features as long as we don't fit it into the monthly sprint, which kind of defeats the purpose because if you're just going to push out the feature indefinitely, then what's the point of the sprint? But I think we're just trying to be more disciplined in recording our time and knowing what, how much time we've spent on a certain feature. How has your week been, Trixie? My last couple of weeks have been crazy and stressful yeah. and I've been just trying to distract myself. Going through an HR thing right now. What? So, yeah. Yeah, we can get into that if you're interested. But then on the other flip side, there's a big project that we've been wanting to get out for forever. We're trying huh. to replace Seth Sharp with Electron. And it's been I have like no idea what that is. Seth Sharp and Electron are web containers that you can uh-huh. load web pages for programming stuff. And yeah, we've been trying to replace that and get that out the door. It's been on our vision for a long time now. They put me in charge to make it happen. And uh-huh. I'm going on PTO for three days for next week. And I forgot to tell my team. <laughs> oh, no. We're doing a phase rollout. We're going to do this release at the end of next week. And then we're going to turn it on for like 1% of users every day. Two more weeks goes by, hopefully everything is stable and then we'll do another release where we rip out the old tech and uh-huh. completely turn on the new tech. But I won't be there for the day that we release. Oh, wow. Ugh, so. Where are you going? Key West in yeah. Florida. Yeah, going to the beach. Nice. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, I assume your HR thing has got to do with that guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Figure. Yeah. But, he sounds super toxic, but. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's a really challenging situation for everybody because he's coming at it with a certain point of view and I'm coming at it with a certain point of view. And then mm-hmm. the company is in like the middle of it all, right? Mm-hmm. So. He thinks that I was being racist to him, but I was not. 
it's just an interpersonal problem. I, I don't know. I guess, like, I, he said something inappropriate to me. I mm -hmm. forwarded it to his manager and basically said, hey, and I talked to him. I was like, hey, what you said is not cool. And I forwarded it to his manager to say, mm -hmm. hey, what he did was uncool. And I just want you to know, because you're his manager, that we had this situation. You should be aware of it. But he took that as a white person power play or something. And so then he got really... Up Did you say anything that's to do with his race? No. So it's not racist. No, no, <laughs> no, it's not. And then he, so then we had this whole situation that I shared in our Discord channel. Uh, uh -huh. And then he filed an HR complaint against me. And I filed one against him. And the one that, against me came back. They said, we interviewed a lot of people. Few people say that you talk kind of aggressively, but they couldn't list any specific examples. And then they didn't realize that I had formally submitted a complaint against him as well, because he was actually being a jerk uh -huh. to me, exiting conversations and trying to make situations out of things. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I basically put in my HR company, like, I would like mediation and an apology, but I'm not expecting one. And he sent me this really long message about how I'm not the first white person who has hurt him and how he's sorry that he came to the, into the situation angry, but, and that he's sorry that I feel bad. It's, it's the unapology. Yeah. The non-apology. Yeah. yeah. It's, Sorry, not sorry. Sorry you're hurt. Yeah. Sorry you feel bad about the situation. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I can't, I, I, I don't want to go there. I mm -hmm. didn't, I didn't reply to him because I don't want to go, go yeah, take yeah. it there. I just want, I want to deal with it, like, as an interpersonal problem. I want us to move on in our relationship. Uh-huh. That's all I want. Like, um, I, I'm open to us having a conversation, but he's, I'm not open to us having a conversation right now. I would appreciate if we kept our distance, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's fine, but he doesn't have to, like, do a non-apology. Yeah, 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 man, you should see, you should see this, uh, this, sorry, it, it's pretty ridiculous. Oh, man, I'm sorry you're going through all that. That sucks. Yeah, you know how in our, the last episode, I was like, you should go to HR. HR? is they and my manager is kind of treating the situation well he's just that way he's just an asshole you know maybe you are a racist and that you just haven't realized you just that yet. you haven't realized it yet can't i just be nice to everybody be kind and encouraging or respectful i mean and and they're like, this the system is built by white people so therefore, the system is racist. Wait, what? Who said that? The, my manager is reading white fragility. Yeah, and basically in that book, that's what it says. This book was written by a white person. <laughs> it, it was. We actually, I, many, many brought that up because the we had a all hands thing where we invited the author to come talk to us. Just last week, just three days ago. Uh huh. That's how I know about the book. Oh wow! Yeah. 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 I Shit. 
Uh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I just want to be kind and respectful and courteous to everybody. Yeah. And yeah. I want it to make it work. And I feel I'm like curious, that though, is the right thing to do. I don't feel like yeah. I should have to bend back, bend backwards. <laughs> I'm curious, like, what is the makeup of your, your team? It is a mostly white organization. The executives are all white dudes. And then we have his manager is of an Asian makeup and so is he. And at least the situation where I told his manager that he was doing something inappropriate, even if it was white systemic system problem that it could have been approached. But I was talking to my manager yesterday and can't him and I have a conversation? Is communication racist? He was like, yes, everything is racist. Huh? He was like, that, I'm not even joking. That's what the book White Fragility Agility. says. I find it fascinating. People are projecting something they read. I mean, I do that sometimes accidentally that I'm projecting something I'm reading on a situation that's completely unrelated just because yeah. I feel it. I mean, it's fresh in your mind. You know, you just read it and you're like, want to do something about it. And that is actually like what the, I feel like that's what white fragility is. Oh shit, I got to overcompensate for all the wrong my race has done. So I'm going to treat this thing as being racist when it's not. Yeah, exactly. About the book, we mentioned that the author is white. Should it be a white person who's giving this instruction or should it be the people who want to see the change? Interestingly, the person who interviewed the author, uh-huh. well, isn't it weird that a white person wrote that book? And she said, well, it's not a zero-sum game. She's not taking away from readers of authors of different races. And she offers a different perspective Maybe there are people who are resilient to change, you know, racist. And the way that she thinks about it is that she is finding a new way in to the conversation as a white person, which I thought was an okay answer. Okay, it's gonna get. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. But people great that she's speaking on their behalf like it's accurate i don't know i didn't read the book yeah i haven't either she, just she seemed like she has her head on her shoulder she's not like bullshitting a bunch of things mm-hmm. but at the same time you can't control what your readers are going to fe- feel about a certain situation yeah i think it's called white guilt (laughs) you know trying to apply some trying to overcompensate yeah there I mean when a situation happens there are a lot of factors right it's not just racism you could have said not blaming you but you could have said something in the heat of the moment in anger that you didn't mean and -hmm. it came out he lashed onto that right and he was also aggressing you I mean, we we both have our own experiences that we're bringing to. Yeah, yeah. Everyone brings their own experiences to each relationship that they have. But both parties need to be open to 
to resolving issues. And if he doesn't want to, there's nothing you can do. Treat it another unfortunate event that happened at work. Yeah. The the only reason why I had been really clinging on to this situation and wanting to see action from it, this is the least of the amount of harassment I've ever gotten. Like, you can yeah. imagine, this is nothing. But I have a new female reporting who wit- witnessed this, this incident, escalated this situation, and she, she even sent to me hey, this was being pretty inappropriate there, and I want you to understand that I, I, like, see it and that I support you. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, I really have to make sure that she sees that she's protected, and if a situation happened to her, that she'd be fine. So I'm trying to be a good role model, because otherwise I would just accept the industry standard. Right. (laughs) Nothing happening, but it's... Seeming like I still need to accept the industry standard, which is sad. I feel sad on her behalf. It's funny because every time I, you know how during the episode we say like bring it up to HR, but every time I thought about bringing something to HR, my previous manager who's a Asian man was like, HR isn't there to protect you. HR is there to protect the company. Always remember that. Mm-hmm. Which is true, which is also half the reason why I didn't bring it up to HR. Because yeah. I, I already brought it up to my managers. And individual case studies are so difficult. It's, it's, it, you're just another point in a statistic of things that happen. Yeah. I blatantly said to my manager, we can play this game. Gender versus yeah, race. Yeah. Uh, but... He was the one who was being a jerk to me. There's been investigation on me. You all found nothing. I have hard evidence against him and of how his different inappropriate behaviors on multiple occasions that I have reported to you all and you have done nothing and you guys continue to do nothing. So the law would be on my side in this situation. Uh And my manager was just kind of like, Shrug. I could definitely, like, if they do nothing, if I really wanted to, I could escalate it. I don't really think I want to do that. I definitely could to the California board of blah, blah, blah. I forget the exact board, but I definitely could, and it would definitely be fine, but it would be nice if the company would take some kind of stand, you know? right now they're like do we want to come off as anti-women or do we want to come off as not racist racist but it shouldn't be it it shouldn't be either of those things yeah (laughs) it's to me it's clear-cut situation he was being a jerk to me and they need to do something about it like it's very simple other than saying like yeah he's a jerk from his interactions what else did he say the company they agree that it's not like nice yeah it's not nice that that he's going to get coached and and that he sent me some kind of sorry that's case closed for them what what do you want from it well i wanted to have some kind of mediation which he did not want to do and so it would have to be forced mediation like mediation force him to talk to you about what your his problem is yeah try to work out the situation 
I mostly just want it just so I can have a better understanding of where he's coming from right. and that he can have a better understanding of where I'm coming from because from his apology, his apology, uh -huh. I can see that he no one, no one has accurately reflect my perception of the situation. I, and I don't have a clear cut situation of what his perception is because I haven't talked to him directly about it. I've only heard it from, you know, this person or that person. So yeah. I, to me, I can only feel this situation could be resolved is if we actually talked, but yeah. have tried to talk to him in the past uh -huh. and he always just backhands me each time I try uh -huh. to talk to him. We do need a third party to, Shit. to yeah. get along. It's a small company, 20 engineers. So it's not like we can just avoid each other. And also his manager is my peer. And that creates a rift between our teams and also my relationship with him. And it could impact the relationships I have with other people. So it's... And you explain all that to the company and they're like, what can we do? What could we do? <laughs> I'm just you like, could yeah. tell them straight up, I want mediation with this guy. Yeah. Like, I can't work under this tense situation. It's not going to work out. Yeah. Because it's just not how human brains work. I told my bond, like, we could either have mediation or we can wait until we have another situation explodes and then we can go through this all over again. And then maybe and you guys will take the right action that next time. And my uh -huh. boss was like, that's not a very productive or positive approach. What do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. You know it's gonna happen. Yeah. Nothing. Uh-huh. Maybe he will lighten up, want to chat with me eventually. No, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna happen. Oh, okay, that's out. We get forced mediation eventually, or one of us leaves. Yeah. 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 And then sue the company, and then you have to go through the whole thing again. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I am like at the point in my career where I'm just. Yeah. I'm so tired. I get I get it. I That's why I left. I don't want to deal with the shenanigans anymore. That's why I left because one guy was like being a total ass to me and to a lot of people. But what like, happened? What can you tell me more about it? Well, we used to be friends, right? Uh-huh. Um, but we're higher around the same time, so I think he treats me like some sort of competition. And then he's a asshole through and through. But we call him out on his shit and it it got so bad i was so pissed one day that i printed a sign that says like days since being at an asshole and then there's like cards no you did not but, yeah and he just like didn't talk to anybody because people just kept coming and resetting the counter oh uh, whoa yeah i can't believe you made that fun <laughs> I mean, we were you must friends. have been a super big asshole. Oh, but you he were was. friends. Yeah, we were friends. And then he said something really shitty to me. Like, he comes in late 
And then I was going in late that week because I just got a dog. So we were staggering our times out because she was a puppy. So my, my significant other and me were like staggering times we left out. So we were leaving her for too long. He like straight up like called me lazy for rolling in at like 11.30. Even though I still stay till like 7.30. What? Uh, and I don't eat lunch. And Plus that's not even his business. That's your manager's business. Right? And he made fun of me for playing Overwatch at work or playing games at work when uh-huh. everyone does that. Uh-huh. He has such a small ego that when I got better than him in a game, he would just stop playing that game. What? He has he has the tiniest dick. And I think he just got jealous because we got really far and we won the tournament, like my team. Oh, dang. So he well, got good job, like, one. <laughs> That's thank, awesome. Thank you. And I think he just got straight up jealous of me. He makes fun of me literally behind my back all the time. I use a mechanical keyboard at work that's like this loud, right? Yeah, but, but that's awesome. Everyone does that. Everyone does that. Yeah. Oh, the louder, the better. How do people know that you're being productive and working if you don't have exactly. a loud keyboard? The, the, the ironic thing is he would slam his table and go like, what the fuck when debugging stuff. He just keeps slamming his table. Now, that is inappropriate. <laughs> that and nobody calls him out. It. And this this guy and him makes fun of me literally behind my back about my keyboard. Clack, 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 clack. Yeah, he, they were two feet behind me. I only heard it when I t- take out my headphones and they're like talking shit about me. Oh. Like and, literally right behind your back. Yeah, literally right behind my back. The thing that made me realize it's kind of sexist is Two other guys have the exact same keyboard, five seats away. Yeah. And nobody complained about his, their keyboards. Yeah. Just my keyboard. Just your keyboard. Yeah. It's, it sucks. And I brought that up to my manager. And my manager was like, I, I, I just want to fix the situation. So I got a new free keyboard out of the thing, which is like 120 bucks. So I was like, whatever, I'll take it. I mean, and I but have, was it nicer though? It, yeah, it's the same keyboard, but it's like the quiet version, which I actually like. Oh, you do? But okay. Yeah. People are like, yeah, but it's actually really loud. Your keyboard's actually really loud. And okay, then can you explain to me why other people are not required to get a new keyboard? Also, new they're keyboard. wearing headphones. Why do they even care? Yeah. They can bully me. <laughs> yeah. So to have something to bully you about? Yeah. Yeah. And I got bullied on other things like lights. This one designer, also uh-huh. part of the dick crowd, but less of a dick. There's a crowd of people who are like assholes. The dick, the dick crowd. Yeah. yeah. Um. He, there's this one guy who comes in 6 a.m. in the morning and turns on all the lights oh. to, before he start working. Uh-huh. Then he w- was on PTO, so nobody turned on the lights. And when I went to turn on the light, this guy kept turning it off. He's like, I don't like the lights. Dude, I, my eyes are hurting. I need the lights. Yeah. He's like, you got a giant window behind you and you like lower the shades. I was like, that's because there's a backlight. It it's shines on glare. my monitor. And yeah, glare, it's called gl- yeah. I kept turning it on and he kept turning it off. He was gaslighting me, basically. He's actually gaslighting me by turning it off. Once I leave to use the bathroom, he'll go turn it off and pretend like nothing happened. And- Oh, it's like, oh, it just just turned off by itself. I don't know. It was already off. (laughs) Yeah, he actually said something like that. Oh, I don't know. It's turned off. Just just all by itself. 
and I just told him, you know what, you can fuck off. I, I was just so pissed. No professional. And I went to my manager. Dude, I, I said fuck off, but this is what's happening. Uh-huh. And he came and apologized to me, though, the next day. Like, it was a sincere apology. He's like, I shouldn't have done that. I, I apologize. Oh, that's cool. Just to point out something, he wasn't turning off the lights when the dude was turning on the lights. I think that was the coffin for him. Okay, this one guy comes in and this guy turns on the lights and he has no issue with it. But when I turn on the light and I want it on, what makes the other guy's rights? And it's the exact same lights. It's not like different set of lights. Yeah. Oh my God. So I think there was no way he was going to win that argument. He came to apologize. He wants to be a lead. And if he wanted that promotion, he can't have that. Yeah, he can't have that kind of beef. Yeah, so. Oh, no. Jesus. But yeah. Anyway, topics for episode two. We ranted so long. Yeah, I had recorded all of that just in case we wanted to have that as part of our episode. Oh shit! There you go. And on that note, thank you for joining us on It's Dangerous to Code Alone. Please email at us at It's Dangerous to Code Alone at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Have you had similar experiences? Are you looking to get into the games or tech industry? Let us know. We're looking forward to hearing from you. 